This episode is brought to you by Hostfully. Using Hostfully, you can create a free digital guidebook for your listing so that you can save time creating a professional experience for every guest that comes and visits your spot. Learn more at hostfully.com. Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your Welcome to the first episode of Get Paid for Your Pet in 2019. Today, I welcome Marco Smorak on the show. She's the CEO of Hostly. Marco, welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you and Happy New Year to all the listeners, of course. It's been a great year in 2018 and I wish everybody a really great year in 2019 and lots of success with your Airbnb business and vacation rental, short-term rental business, whatever business you're running. Um, this episode, because it's the first one of 2019, I thought it would be fun to look back on 2018 and, and see what happened with regards to Airbnb, with regards to Get Paid for Your Pad and with regards to Hostfully. And also, what's in store for 2019? So we've got a lot of things to discuss. A lot of things happened in 2018. I think it was a pretty big year for Airbnb. And I think 2019 is promising to be a pretty big year as well. So let's, let's start with what, what really happened in 2018. What were the most important things that, that, um, that happened? Um, yeah. Margo, what, what are your thoughts? Well, I think 2018 was a very interesting year for Airbnb. There was a lot of um, speculation in 2017 that 2018 would be the year that Airbnb would have an IPO. And I think that Airbnb still is headed in the direction of doing an IPO, but they're having to prove out a bunch of things about their company before they can um, really go out to the market and make that happen. And so you saw a lot of... um, growing pains, I think, at Airbnb around doing that. One is that they had a lot of changes on their executive management team. Um, The original founders are still involved, but I think they've been taking on a little bit different roles. And then, uh, Jasper, you and I were chatting just before this that they've had a few key people um, leave or arrive at the team. I don't know if you want to cover that, but that's quite interesting that happened in 2018. Yeah, absolutely. And in October 2017, the CMO left. I think that was the first, and, and of course, uh, Chip Conley left a while before that. Um, I think those were the first like big, sort of big names that left the company. And, um, and this year, um, well, of course, um, Lawrence Toshi left. And, um, he was the C- CFO, right? Yeah, the CFO. He was having mm-hmm. some issues with Brian Chesky, apparently. <laughs> we can only speculate what that means. Yeah, no, he... Yeah, yeah, he left, and then and then there was like no COO and no CFO for a long time. <laughs> so they, um, yeah, they brought on some new people this year. And actually, I just thought of an additional person. Their head of engineering just left too. I, I met him recently, um, Mike Curtis. He left in 2018. But they, anyway, they brought on a bunch of new executives, right? So and these are people who have like ex- huge amounts of experience at large public companies. And so I think they're trying to um, infuse the the culture of the company into being a bigger, bigger company, you know, like a more grown up company. Um, 
So yeah, they, I wonder, I wonder why why all these people left. Could it be that uh, because they they postponed the IPO, maybe those people were, you know, they wanted to cash in on 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 the shares, and they were thinking, okay, well, this company is never going to IPO, so let's go somewhere else. Oh, I, I doubt it. Actually, I think that they, um, I think that a lot of the people who ended up in leadership roles have been growing with the company for a long time. And it's great because they know the way the company works today, but I think that it's a problem when the um, company is trying to position itself to larger institutional investors because institutional investors really want to see people who have run a P&L for a public company before. So they brought on a few folks from Amazon um, that have done that. Um, they actually brought on another executive from Tesla. Um, and if, if, you, if, if I'm an investor and I'm looking at Airbnb and I'm, saying, okay, I believe that this company can grow to be, you know, 10 times, 30 times, 50 times what it is today. I really want to bring on someone who has the skill at running a company of that size. And I think that while the people who were at Airbnb did a really great job of growing the company to where it is today, they just don't have the experience of doing it, you know, for hundreds of millions of dollars um, versus tens of millions of dollars. That's a really different um, function. So I think a lot of it has to do with positioning to the public markets and also just like business acumen. You know, you have like people who have been at a scrappy startup and, and sort of pulled themselves up by their bootstraps doing a lot for a long time. And then I think they get to this point where I agree with you, but they're probably a little burnt out and things are not going as fast as they hope, hope they would. But then they also just don't have the benefit of, 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 um, of experience, right. Of having done this before. And so I think it's a bunch of things altogether. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. So let's go. Let's quickly go over the hires. So they hired uh, Amazon executive Dave Steve Stevenson, mm-hmm. and I think he's supposed to be sort of the head guy who's uh, who's going to uh, arrange the IPO for Airbnb. Then they hired uh, a guy from Amazon. Uh, his name is Greg Greeley. Um, I think you might uh, yeah, you might he, have heard of him. Yeah, he he's um, focused on Airbnb homes. And um, he comes from Amazon Prime, and I think he is really digging in on the customer experience and and you know what what areas Airbnb can be working on better to ensure that. And I can just say, as a very loyal Amazon Prime user, Amazon Prime has done an amazing job. Um, I use it so much that I sort of joke that I ordered my children on Amazon Prime because I basically <laughs> use it all the time. Um, I didn't actually do that, but um, Amazon Prime has done a really good job of building a really loyal, large customer base, right? That use their product all the time. And I'm sure that they, Airbnb would love to become that ubiquitous travel company that everyone goes to to book flights and to book experiences and to book vacation rentals on top of that too. So that, that's, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. Talking about Amazon, uh, it's so cheap to order stuff on Amazon, and and with the with the shipping that they charge, like uh, they must be lo- losing a lot of money on some of these uh, some of these shipments. Actually, yeah. I, I read um, the other day. I read that they were going to get rid of um, their most unprofitable products um, because at, at some point they have to make money too, don't they? Yes, and I, they have to be losing money on a lot of this. I mean, the fact that I can get stuff overnight to my house like that's very obscure it means that they have to have a a a, like a facility nearby right like a big warehouse that has all this random stuff in it um and they get it to my door by the next day it's it's pretty remarkable so they they have to be losing money but i'm just hanging on while it's convenient especially while i have small children i'll take the convenience factor of everything else (laughs) Uh, i was listening to a podcast of somebody who was living in puerto rico who ordered a Mm -hmm. bunch of tvs and it was cheaper for for him to order them on amazon and so they would ship them 
from outside of Puerto Rico, from the mainland. And, uh, and it was still cheaper than going to a local store. Um, wow. But even, like some of the TVs that he ordered were broken. And so he shipped mm. them back and Amazon paid for that. And they, and they yeah. shipped a new one as well because the other one was broken. So, I mean, and, and then he looked at shipping costs from US to Puerto Rico and it was essentially, it was like, yeah, it was like 60% of the value of the TV or something. That's right. Does Amazon outsource their shipping in that way? I mean, they, they must, right? Or do they actually ship it themselves? Like they, they are basically a shipping company too. I mean, if they are doing it themselves. Anyway, that's very interesting. But that's see, whole, that's, that's, that's why different. you want to bring these people into Airbnb because they have, like, they have this amount of scale and experience of like, you know, international and, and, um, and just thinking really, really deeply about like all the different ways that you can make money if once you're, once you're getting somebody on the hook. So yeah, I think that's the, why they brought them on. The other hire is uh, Tesla's global sales director. His name mm-hmm. is Dan Kim and mm-hmm. he's going to, he's, he's joined Airbnb pretty recently actually that was uh, December 2018 so it's not too long ago yep he's focused on plus which is another difference that we were going to talk about in 2018 versus previous years right Uh, about how um, Airbnb rolled out a bunch of different segment focused programs so Airbnb plus was the one for business travelers and then there was also like um, a bunch of other segments that Airbnb select yes Thank you. <laughs> Airbnb Select, and also I think they have like a unique segment, and they were gonna they were gonna have a boutique hotel, a boutique and B and B's segment. So they're trying to look at their inventory and kind of group it into different batches, and then run um, more targeted um, uh, search stuff like SEO around it, right? So if like if they know more about you as a traveler, they'll give you the kind of um, listing that you want as opposed to just seeing all the listings and having to select them yourself. Um, which makes a lot of sense. They're trying to expand their customer base and get them to be more loyal for those different segments. I would do that if I were them too. Yeah. You know, on that note, first of all, Airbnb plus, I'm, I'm really curious to, to see if, if people are actually making a lot more money with, with the Airbnb plus listings. Cause it's a, it's quite a lot of effort uh, to, to make your listing qualify for Airbnb Plus. Uh, actually, I'm here in Taipei, in Taiwan right now. I'm doing some personal development coaching and I have uh, my, my colleague uh, here is, uh, is somebody you interviewed on the podcast before. His name is Blake and, and uh, he, he's on Airbnb Plus in Melbourne, Australia. And he's been doing it for a while. It took him a long time to, to get his listing up and to make all the adjustments and stuff. But um, I just asked him, like, how's it going? Because he has another listing that's not Airbnb Plus. Hmm. So I was curious to see, cool. you know, how the Airbnb Plus listing was going to uh, outperform uh, the, the regular listing. And, and so far, he, he actually hasn't seen much difference in terms of uh, revenue. So mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Well, yeah, also, so- the, the Plus program in the beginning was free and then you actually had to pay for it i don't know if your friend ended up paying but i love that he has two listings and he can kind of a b test it right yeah. most people don't have the, the the benefit of having that um so that's actually really cool and i'm surprised that that he hasn't made more from the airbnb plus segment because you would think that airbnb would be doing as much as they can to try to encourage hosts to um find and identify with that segment and then actually get more revenue around it. So that's actually really surprising. Yeah, no, that was surprising to me too. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if you're not going to make that much extra 
and given the amount of effort you have to put in, then uh, it might not, might not be worth it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, another thing, you know, you have Airbnb Select and, and Airbnb is really diversifying its, its, uh, its inventory and, and trying to categorize it in different, um, you know, these different categories. And, you know, I, I started uh, managing this, this bed and breakfast. So it's really a, it's a kite school, essentially, uh, where in Egypt I, I went kiting for a week and, and, you know, this guy has like five rooms in his villa and he wasn't running out on Airbnb. Um, so I ended up making a deal with him where I'm, I'm managing it on Airbnb. And so I thought, okay, well, this is, uh, this is perfect because Airbnb now has this B&B category, mm-hmm. right? Right, so I was right. thinking, oh, I could probably just list the entire B&B, which has five rooms. Mm-hmm. And so I don't have to list all the rooms individually. Right. But then I, I went on Airbnb and I tried to do that. But it, it actually, it, it was super confusing. And I don't think it's possible to do that at all. Hmm. I, I selected the, the bread and breakfast category and then it asked me how many rooms do you have, but then I still had to create a, li- a separate listing for each room. Oh, interesting. And they weren't, they weren't together under the same umbrella like um, entity that you had? Yeah, no, they're just like separate listings. Hmm. Yeah. But, Some of the other bookings platforms do support that actually. Um, I know that because in, in our API uh, for Hostfully and Orbi Rental, we actually have this multi-unit handling um, built out a little bit because some of the other bookings platforms do support what you're talking about. Um, and I'm surprised, actually, that Airbnb doesn't have that. It's, I, I would be really shocked if it doesn't come out soon, to be honest with you. Because it's, it's like what you and I t- were talking about before, too. Like Airbnb this year also bought a bunch of properties, right, that they were going to basically make into hotels with, um, with more, um, like, more standardized inventory in one location. And there was one in Florida. I think there was one in Nashville this year in 2018. And um, I think some of those were going to be managed by one, like some of them were, were going to be so that an individual would manage one space for the, on their own. But then others were going to be where an individual would be able to manage multiple spaces. So exactly the use case that you're talking about. Um, so I would be shocked actually that if they don't roll that out soon. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be really useful yeah. to have some functionality for that. Yeah. Uh, and those, yeah, those, so those buildings that they, that they bought, um, I'm, you know, I'm familiar with that concept because in South America, that concept is very, um, very common. Um, especially in the, in Chile, you have all these, what they call apart hotels. And so they're, they're essentially, they're, they're buildings with, with apartments, but there's, there's a reception, there's some, there's common areas, there's facilities and stuff. Uh, so it's almost like a hotel, but then the units are owned by individuals. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very similar to the model that Airbnb is after where they're, you know, they're building these buildings um, that are just, um, you know, super optimized for, for Airbnb owners. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, there's, there's, yeah. And there, it's funny cause last year there was also a startup called Sonder S O N D E R, um, which is sort of the darling of a lot of venture capitalists. Like they've done really well. I've heard from actually, I've heard from investors that they're doing well. So I, I don't know. I haven't seen it firsthand. But that company is doing exactly what Airbnb is doing right now, which is they're they're building like a um, they're building a network of vacation rentals that have a very standardized uh, set of amenities, so that it feels like a hotel. So it's kind of like when you book at a Starwood, you know, you get the Starwood bed. They have the same thing, but in vacation rentals. So they're creating like a standardized um, set of amenities and a standardized experience across all these different vacation rentals and charging more because you have a standardized, very high quality experience there. So it was interesting that 
at the same time of Airbnb investing in this stuff, we also saw some startups going after that same sort of model as well. Hi, my name is Margot, and I'm the CEO of Hostfully. We are on a mission to make local travel a lot better, and we're starting with digital guidebooks to make that happen. Using Hostfully digital guidebooks, which work great on any mobile device, on desktop, and in print, you can share important property information and local recommendations with your guests. You can also save time and create a great guest experience that each traveler will appreciate. Hostfully guidebooks are very fast to make, and we've included some advanced features where you can feature your custom logo, your colors, custom categories, and essentially your brand. Please take a chance to check us out at hostfully.com. Now, some other things that happened in 2018, I think uh, Airbnb has topped uh, $1 billion in revenue for the first time in one quarter. So their, their revenue is, is still growing. It was the second year they were profitable. Uh, so that's also important, I think, leading up to the, uh, to the IPO. I think another trend that's been going on for a while is that and, and, and a lot of hosts have complained about this. Um, I, I get a lot of emails from hosts who are you know, not very happy with the direction that Airbnb is taking. And, and, and what I'm talking about is, you know, Airbnb has, has, they have the hosts and the guests, right? On their mm -hmm. platform. And so the, the providers and the users, so to speak. And um, it seems like they've been shifting towards focusing more on the guests than the hosts. And I think the, you know, like not showing profile pictures to uh, to the to the hosts is is kind of a big step in that direction. But before that, we had you know people they, the instant book is something that a lot of hosts mm -hmm. weren't happy with, um, and and there was a bunch of other things or, or smaller adjustments, something with flexible kind of pushing the flexible cancellation policy, and you know a, whole, a lot of hosts were fee were were kind of feeling okay, you know we we want to be able to choose uh, which guests stay at our place and. We want to be able to have the cancellation policy that we want. We want to be able to see the information. We want to see, be able to see a picture. And um, and now Airbnb is kind of punishing us because if we're you know if 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 we're gonna if we're not gonna go ahead with all those changes that Airbnb is making like instant book and stuff, then uh, we're gonna get punished. We're not gonna get as many bookings. And so, yeah, what, also, what, and, and what also like a, a subtle thing add on to this is that. Um, like all this stuff around the community of hosts has gone away, right? You, you were the one who reminded me that Airbnb said in like 2015 or 2016 that they were going to have Airbnb opens every few years where they bring the community of hosts together and they've really stopped all that stuff. And I'm, as far as I know, I mean, I haven't heard really much going on on the community side over the last yeah, year. No, absolutely. Uh, I, yeah, absolutely. I it is. Um, so 2016, we had the Airbnb open in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm which was a great success, I think. Uh, then they announced that they were going to do it once every two years, probably because it just took up a lot of resources, the whole organization. But then in, uh, in 2018, um, they, they started saying that, uh, that you know, they, they weren't planning an Airbnb open and that they weren't sure when they were going to have one. So it, it really sounds like that's like gone. I don't think that's ever, I don't know if it's ever coming back, but I, you know, it doesn't look like there's going to be one in 2019. Um, so, so yeah, I think you're right. I think they are. And you said something to me about, you know, Air, uh, Brian Chesky leading up the, the super host program. Yeah. And there was like made a lot of promises around like you yeah. know, creating more benefits for super hosts and stuff. And I don't really feel like that's materialized. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. Um, that stuff has really gone to the wayside. And I think that, you know, 
Airbnb is building a two-sided marketplace, right? So they basically did a really good job of getting amazing supply, new supply onto the market and monetizing it. And then this past year was about this shift to being as big as they possibly can. Um, that means like getting more professionally managed vacation rentals on the platform because they're easier to spin up and get going faster just in terms of like numbers and volume. And it also, um, I think 2018 was Airbnb was still trying to decide and suss out whether they could easily make more money off of travelers, um, not, not just in the vacation rental, but also with experiences, right? And like 2017, there was a lot of talk about experiences. This is, this is the next thing. We're going to take over flights. We're going to take over all the travel parts of your, your trip. And, and then 2018 was like, yeah, we're experiences is going great. And yeah, it's growing really fast. And then we sort of stopped hearing about it. And we started hearing about the segmentation of the um, inventory instead. And, and then also a big shift towards focus on the traveler, right? And just getting more people to book on Airbnb period. Um, one thing I want to mention, and I think for this audience is particularly interesting. Uh, so when we started hostfully in 2015, there was a, um, study, I think it was by Goldman Sachs that came out and it said something like only 15% of people interviewed in the United States actually had heard of Airbnb. So, you know, if you're in this community, you, you, Airbnb is just everywhere. And for you, Jasper, of course, it's like everywhere around you, but there were a lot of people um, in the, over the last few years that have just learned about Airbnb for the first time. And I think Airbnb is trying to go after those people as travelers. So they're doing more, as much as they can to have all these different segments of the inventories so and make it easier for people to book in different ways, whether it's business travelers, budget travelers, luxury travelers, families, individuals, right. It, you know, adventure travel, whatever. And then, um, and, and so they've, they've sort of had to abandon a lot of the focus that they had on hosts, which is unfortunate. And I think that's why this whole, the kind of tone that we're talking about here is very negative from 2018. And as far as hosts go, 2018 was not a great year, right? Like tons of new inventory got brought onto the new platform. There were a lot of um, policy things that happened that made it harder for hosts to function like instant, like, you know, the firm implementation of instant booking, the profile picture stuff, the, you know, the sort of lack of focus on communities and support. Um, and it's kind of not been great for hosts. In <laughs> and another thing that I, another thing I, I, I heard about is that uh, if if you get like a a, a non five star review or you look at like a three star review or something, um, then um, every every because will send you a message and and say something that they're gonna like hide your listing if you don't improve or something. Oh really? Like somebody somebody sent me a screenshot and mm -hmm. I've never seen that before. Yeah, um, which that's that's kind of. That's kind of a little bit crazy too, because like we all know that every you know every now and then like you can't please everybody. Like every now and then there's going to be somebody who's gonna who's you know who's gonna who's gonna give you like a low rating, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. Or you just have a crazy person. Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. Your place. So yeah, you can't control that. Oh, so that's kind of in line, and and also uh, I also I I've been talking to uh, to a host in Australia who who had a guest, and and she was completely like you know, going against all the house rules and, and, and just being a terrible guest. And then, um, and then she actually, uh, accused the host of like physically assaulting her or something, which was oh. complete nonsense. This host was like an elder, elderly woman. And, um, 
and Airbnb just enlisted her her listing. I'm still I'm still in the process of uh, of looking into the case and, and and publishing more about it on the podcast. Um, but there's there's a lot of different signals coming from all different places where that kind of tells us that you know it seems like they're not not really caring much about the host anymore. Uh, they're just focusing on how can we get more people on the platform. And whenever there's you know whenever they have to make a choice, they'll they'll decide in the guest favor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of a, a trend that's been going on for a while, and I guess that's in line with their their goal of IPOing, and they so they want to have you know as many as as many new users on the platform as possible to you know to make it an interactive investment. Um, yeah. What's what's going on with with Hostly in 2018? You guys have had some changes now. We've had some really big changes. It's been an amazing year for us. Um, we merged two companies together at the beginning of the year. So uh, Orbi Rental, which is a property management software, and, and also um, helps to distribute properties across multiple bookings platforms. Um, it's, we, we, we'd been talking to the CTO, CEO, Stefan Osmont there for a long time. And <clears throat> we finalized the merger um, earlier this year in January, actually. And we actually, I don't know if this is interesting to your, your, your listeners, but we did the merger backwards. So a lot of times when companies see that there might be a good reason to merge companies together, um, you sort of slap together a term sheet and then you spend a lot of time negotiating on deal points. And we wanted to keep it really efficient. So we actually did it backwards. Um, we negotiated everything and then we signed a term sheet and closed within like two weeks. And it was really exciting because we've changed the Hostfully value proposition significantly. So previously, Hostfully customers could use our guidebooks product, which helps them create a more professional guest experience and share local recommendations and important property information with their guests. And that product's working great. But now we can offer a much more robust suite of um, property management software capabilities to our customers. So now, when you use Orbi Rental, you can see like a pipeline of all your bookings that are coming in. You can see a unified calendar that shows you all the different bookings that are coming from different bookings channels. You can see, um, you can assign different opportunities out to different people on your team if you'd like to. And then it's also integrated with all the great stuff that we have in the guidebook platform. So um, we have a really exciting product that we're bringing to market. And it is actually focused on more of these professionally managed vacation rentals. Um, we do have a few Airbnb hosts who have like multiple properties who use our software together, but it's really focused on some of the companies and professionally managed um, vacation rental businesses that are out there. So that was a huge change. Um, and on the heels of that, I went out fundraising and I was pregnant, um, <laughs> quite pregnant. Um, and I started doing that. And then I had a baby. It was my third, third kid. Um, her name is Eden and she's doing great. She's seven months old now and she's lovely. Um, and we actually had another baby <laughs> in our company too. So a lot of babies this year. Um, and, and even a puppy too. Somebody got a puppy and then, uh, we came back and, uh, I came back from maternity leave. And at that point, the companies had been working together for six months. And so, you know, it takes some time to merge together the operations of two businesses, but we did such a great job and the teams are working really well together. Um, we are really thrilled to be working as one team now and, you know, now, there's just no question about uh, how well we work together. We're just, we're just doing great. So um, we saw a lot of growth in the company. We kicked off a seed round, which um, happened in the fall. And we actually landed uh, our dream lead investor. His name is Charles Hudson with Precursor Ventures. And so 
now we're off to the races, I'm just finalizing the round right now, and we're going to be growing a lot this year. So it's been a really exciting year. To be honest with you, I never thought that having a third child would be possible in the midst of all this growth. But um, I've learned about myself that more is more and I just love it. And I'm really enjoying the whole experience. Um, and awesome. it, I was telling my husband that I, I think it's been the biggest year of my life. So I've been wow. really, really happy about everything. Yeah. Well, congratulations with all that. And Thanks. it's great to hear you're having yeah. had such a great year. I'm talking about hostfully. I, I recently actually created a, a hostfully guidebook for my listing in, in Cali in Colombia. Mm-hmm. And so that that's looking really good. Uh, I'll probably I'll send out an email with uh, with a link so that uh, yeah. every, anybody who wants to who's interested in seeing what a guidebook looks like. I mean, it's one of the first tools, honestly, that I started using when I uh, you know when I when I was hosting in back in, back in the day in Amsterdam. Um, uh, Beyond pricing was the first one I used, and I think Hostly was the second one. Mm-hmm. And um, and I love it. But what I find really useful about it is that you can send a link in uh, in in an Airbnb message with a link to the hostly guidebook, so that you don't have to send an extra email. And it it looks much better. It's printable. And so I you know back in the day I developed a system where I used Smart BNB to send an automated message. Was somebody booked my listing they would get an automated message with a link to the hostly guidebook. And and so that was all I need to do. I didn't have to do anything else because the guidebook contains all the information, so I wouldn't get a lot of questions. And uh, and that way, you know, for me, it was all about like how do I manage my Airbnb remotely with, you know, without spending too much time on it. So yeah. so hostly was was definitely a a, a big uh, a big game changer for for me. Um, so I'll, I'll send out an email with uh, with with the guidebook that I created for my listing in Cali. Um, I know I've talked a lot about this uh, particular investment, so I'm sure there might be some people who are curious to see what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll, I'll send that email out. I'll add it to the show notes for this podcast as well. But if you're not on my email list, go to getpaidforyourpet.com, and there you can you can easily sign up, and uh, you get a you get a report with uh, with my favorite tools actually as well. Um, I think yeah, uh, we're kind of running, want, kind of running yeah. out of time here. I know. I just, I just wanted to mention one quick thing, which we, lo- we rolled out a bunch of new features that actually help you make it more personalized for your listing, like easier white labeling, custom colors, custom categories. These are just a few that we rolled out in the past few months. So um, it, it, even if you haven't looked at Hostfully for a while, you might want to take another look because it gives you even more opportunities to make it your own and make it really be about your listing, you know, and not, not look like anything else. Hopefully, people check it out. Thank you for and, the endorsement. Yeah, it's it's just one of my favorite tools. Um, if you if you uh, if you, if you're interested, uh, I'll send out an email. But you can also go to hostly.com, and if you go hostly.com slash pad p a d, then you get a discount in case you sign up. So let's get that out there as well. Is there anything else you you wanted to touch on, uh, Marco? No, it was a big year. We're doing great. Super excited to just keep working on stuff and keep partnering with you. And I, I, I'm excited for your listeners because I think that 2019 is going to be a great year for vacation rentals. I think it's going to be really good. Um, I think that the people are much more aware of, of how to book. And I think that there will also be some innovations um, out there that will help, um, help Airbnb hosts and also just vacation rental hosts in general start to get more direct bookings and market more easily to their customers. Uh, we hope to work on that a little bit, hopefully. 
Um, and so I hope that people can take advantage of some of those changes that I think are on the horizon. Awesome. Well, I was going to talk about some of the stuff that I've uh, been working on and, and, and things that happened in 2018, but there's no time for that. So maybe I'll talk about that oh, in, sorry. in the next <laughs> podcast. That's all right. I've, uh, I think we've discussed a lot of interesting stuff. So, um, so yeah, we'll keep that for, for next time. So Margot, thank you so much for, for joining today and uh, good luck with, uh, with your, your family your new baby and, and also hostly and Orbi rental and to the listeners out there. Thanks for listening. Uh, there'll be an, 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 a new podcast every Wednesday this year. I'm really planning to, to uh, get one live every single, every single Wednesday. So that's going to be exciting. Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, until next time. 